0: In the meantime, just head over to Patreon.com/slash/TheWriterFiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview, and you can upgrade anytime. That's Patreon.com/slash/TheWriterFiles. Help us start something special. This week's show is sponsored by Neuro. Neuro makes functional gum and mints that help you better your mind and do more. The great thing is these patented cold compressed gum and mints are gluten free, sugar free, vegan, and work a lot faster than drinks and supplements. They're loved by Olympians, engineers, academics. Fitness peeps and creatives like you and me, stuck at home staring at the screen. The energy and focus products have been shown to improve brain performance in a pilot study out of the Harvard Innovation Labs. And the new Calm and Clarity line uses ingredients scientifically shown to reduce stress and stabilize mood. I honestly dig them because they take the stress out of having to brew or find that cup of coffee during the time in the day. We could all use a boost. Head over to getneuro.com to order and better your state of mind now. That's G E T. N-E-U-R-O.com, get narrow.com, use the code Writer to get 15% off your first order today.
1: It it reflects this idea that maybe, especially during the past year, you know, during the pandemic, maybe communication hasn't been so easy. And we've been trying to connect and we've been reaching out and we we struggle to be to be heard and felt and seen. And I think a lot of us have found ourselves in that exact state. And so the, the body work, the body of work that I've been creating is all about this attempt to communicate.
0: Greetings, scribes and welcome back to The Writer Files. This is a special edition of the show meant to add a splash of color and perhaps a ray of hope to an otherwise dark and tragic week in America. I recently had the opportunity to speak with Brooklyn-based designer, artist, and creative director Jason Naylor about his mission to inspire hope, how to write bite-sized wisdom for an attention-starved world, and why love is the answer to everything. As a designer, Jason has won two Clio bronze medals and a Golden Novum Design Award, but it's his Live Life Colorfully credo and independent artwork that have found him fame. Jason's popularity has grown during the pandemic through his inspiring and intensely colorful murals. Jason's worked around the world to brighten communities through his public art installations, and his first book is Live Life Colorfully, 99 Ideas to Add Joy, Positivity, and Creativity to Your Life, a quirky, illustrated mix of inspiring words, tips, tricks, and challenges. You may recognize his distinctive style from his collaborations with brands, including Coach, guests pepsi maybelline Matt cosmetics and many more in this file jason and i discussed how to create an instantly recognizable and inspiring brand why oh, a splash of color and surprise is what we all could use right now his vivid tribute to the essential workers of memorial sloan kettering cancer center why repetition is the key to creativity and more stay calm and write on And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published. And leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. Greetings and welcome back to The Writer Files. And I am honored today to be joined by a special guest. I've got the award-winning artist, designer, author... Jason Naylor, what's going on, man?
1: Hey, how are you?
0: I am, I'm okay. How are you? (laughs) I mean,
1: all things considered, I am fabulous.
0: Okay, good to hear that. But I can't wait to dig into kind of your process as an artist, um, designer, writer, and all around colorful personality. But um, yeah, I got to look at your uh, fantastic studio there for a split second. It's a gorgeous spot. You're in uh, Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about kind of how you got to be, um, an author and then just kind of roll back the clock a little bit for us. Give us your superhero origin story.
1: Um, and,
0: uh, yeah, talk about this fantastic career you've had as an artist.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, um, that I landed here with a book. I, I am an artist and a designer and now I am still coming to terms with calling myself an author. Um, but i you know first and foremost am a very visual person and i've always been interested in painting and drawing and doing something visually creative um, somewhere in the arts i went to school for graphic design and after graduating from brigham young university i moved to new york and i began working as a graphic designer and i did that for about six years, I worked in-house for a makeup brand called Mac. And I was doing a lot of design work, art direction, creative direction. Um, You know, you grow up from being a graphic designer and you kind of become an art director and it's more of like a creative manager. You're doing less designing and more kind of managing. And I think one of the things, and the reason I bring this up, I think one of the things from that job that I learned was how to work with copywriters. And I mm. and I see that now, you know, looking back, I see how much that helped me to actually create this book. So at the time, you know, I was working with copywriters and illustrators and artists, and I was kind of a creative manager, art director. And I was, I began to feel this itch to go out on my own and do my own thing. And I wanted to put my name at the bottom of my work, you know, so to speak. And so I quit my job and I dove into the world of freelance design and art, and I—that was about ten years ago. So I've been a I've been a full-time artist since then, and of course, my career has gone up and down and in every direction that I didn't plan on it going. Sure. Um, yeah, you know, as it does. Right. Uh, but one of the things that I began to really enjoy was to paint murals. So. You know, several years ago, I started painting more and more murals, and each mural leads to another one. And finally, I I landed this mural gig in Manhattan. I was going to paint this wall. Uh, I painted this wall on 16th Street and Sixth Avenue in Chelsea in Manhattan. So if you live in New York, you know that Chelsea is very prime real estate. Oh yeah. So I painted this mural. The mural said, "Live life colorfully." And it was a great. It was a it was a super colorful design. It was a great location, and it was a good message for that neighborhood, especially. Um, and and uh, I began to get more and more work through that mural. And then one of the long story short, one of the people who passed by the murals, that uh, that mural, is now my literary agent. And she cool. at the time reached out and said, "Hey, have you ever considered doing a book? I saw your mural. I love your work." And I was like, "I have not <laughs> considered." A book, but I mean, what the hell, why not? Let's, you know, let's talk about it. And that's kind of how this all began.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like your credo, but it earned you. Yeah. Kind of access to a whole a different world, but yeah, I can see that in your work, kind of the, you know, it's, as it's been put, it's instantly recognizable it really pops. And, uh, this book is just gorgeous. And thank you for sharing a, an autographed copy with me. I'm honored <laughs> to be you. holding Thanks it the now. Compliment. Yeah. It's really cool though, but it is kind of one of those books. Um, and it's kind of been, um, put in that category of like, it's part, you know, um, coffee table book, but also has these, has this great message and, and, you know, it's a, a self-help kind of motivational guide as well. But as you put it, you can kind of open to any page. So the book itself is Live Life Colorfully, uh, 99 Ideas to Add Joy, Positivity, and Creativity to Your Life. And who doesn't need a little bit of that
1: right now? Yeah. I mean, if there was ever a time for it, I think it is right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, I'll pop it open and then it's like, all right, um, there are obviously 99 um, ideas all uh, neatly organized here, but then you can just pop open to what was I enjoying? Um, I, think I had it dog ear. Oh, number 48 dry erase graffiti. Things you can use dry erase on. Who doesn't have some dry erase <laughs> markers on? <it>? Mirrors, picture <laughs> glass, the refrigerator, windows, bathtub, drinking glasses, all these cool things that you can kind of uh, hit with some tag up with some graffiti, right? But um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so talk talk a little bit more about putting the book together and that process going from artist and designer and obviously having had, you know, uh, quite a bit of access to, um, copywriting, which is a little bit different, but obviously, you know, going into this, putting it together, what was that process like for you?
1: Well, the, the process I think is kind of, is kind of the inverse, um, to what writers normally do because I, I create the artwork first and obviously there's an idea behind each piece of artwork. So whether it's a mural or a page in my book, or a sketch or whatever, like, you know, there, it starts with what am I, what am I trying to communicate here? And that, that's the designer in me. It, you know, it's not just like, what do I want to draw? I pick up my sketchbook and I'm like, Oh, let's draw a cow or a sky or whatever. It, it comes from this sort of design education that I have, which drives me to say, what, what am I trying to communicate here? And so I'll kind of start with that. And generally for me, it, it's a simple message and it, it fits within the theme that I like to work in, which is, um, ideas of love, positivity, kindness, you know, motivation, stuff like that. Yeah. And so, you know, I'll I'll start with an idea that I want to communicate and let's say it's like spread love. Mm -hmm. And then from there I begin to sketch and draw and I love using typography and letters and words. And so generally I start there and then, you know, I'll start to sketch out what is this type design going to look like? And then if there's another element, um, for example, like in the dry erase graffiti page, which you brought up, which also happens to be one of my, one of my favorite pages. (laughs) Um, so, you know, the idea for that, like, what am I trying to communicate? I'm trying to communicate that you can use your dry erase markers around the house in different ways to put messages, you know, to put these love messages or whatever, whatever they are, you know, for your family, for your girlfriend or for whoever, and you can do it all over the house using dry erase markers so then in order for me to communicate that idea what I thought was best was to draw the picture of the toilet because of all things uh-huh. porcelain in, in your home <laughs> obviously <laughs> it's the toilet and the actually the idea for this came from um, my personal life because my girlfriend and I we have dry erase markers laying around and she has excellent handwriting and over the years I kept writing messages on the toilet, like on the toilet seat. And yeah. it wasn't gross, it, you know, it would be like, have a great day or something, but it started out like on the mirror and then it was on the, um, w- I, we lived in this loft and the bathroom was like a dive bar. So we would ride all over the walls and everything. <laughs> so then it was on the walls and then it was on the toilet and it kind of became this thing where then throughout the years, we would leave the messages on the toilet. And so that was sort of the idea. And when I went to create this design, the design was, user dry erase marker, write on things that you wouldn't expect like a toilet and use that process to send some love. And so, yeah. the, you know, the, of course, back to, back to your question about the process, the process for me is to create all these images, visuals, and then I, then I write, you know, what I consider to be like a caption. And I think that goes back to my days of managing copywriting a little bit because copywriting is sort of like caption writing. And what I'm really writing about is just the picture itself.
0: Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan, and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugar's podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read. And also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive. And home in on what's happening in the publishing industry over eight years we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders and as your humble host i've decided to launch a membership-based patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise swap tips and tricks and hang out with like-minded peers just head over to patreon.com slash the writer for bonus writing resources monthly episode breakdowns writer's happy hour a community of your peers ad free episodes and more it's free to join, to get a preview, and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. Well, it really does. Um, it's, it is very effective, and it, it, it definitely breathes kind of, you know, some relief to these, this uh, somewhat dark time. Can You know, we're kind of seeing yeah. some light at the end of the tunnel, which is nice, but I think messages like these are important at any time, obviously more important now than ever you know i like how you put right. it that if you know if someone did see one of your murals in real life as opposed to kind of in a digital format um you know if you're worrying about your rent or uh loved ones or whatever it may be just seeing something colorful kind of erases that right and that's part of your credo yeah. is that yes. um that 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 it it, it has kind of a, almost like a neurobiological effect and you know, I just caught myself popping it open, and and of course, smiling, kind of ear to ear, like this, this is just so much fun. It's and but it also has a, a powerful, almost like a an antioxidant <laughs> for your brain or something. I don't <laughs> <Totally>. know.
1: <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, I mean, I, I was gonna say that I I really love this idea of joy, and joy has become kind of a trendy word. You know, like this whole spark joy thing, but. Uh, what I love about joy is this element of surprise that seems to be attached to it. And that's what I love about creating bright, colorful work and especially large scale work, like a a large scale mural that's filled with color really does have the power to surprise you when you're walking down the street. And, you know, of course, you know, New York is a very gray and brown Mm. city, you know, it's like dirty and it's, and so to to see something that's like fluorescent and bright and neon and colorful it really does grab you and i love having the the control of that you know i love that i can actually design this experience for somebody who's walking down the streets of new york and my hope is just that my hope is that as somebody is walking down the street they're probably walking really quickly you know they're late like every other new yorker and their life is so busy and important and whatever it is and it's filled with stress and for one second they actually forget all of that because they become distracted by this you know, bright color right Mm. in their face. And for a second, they're like, Oh my, wow. Oh my God. Or whatever they feel, you know, and hopefully what they feel is joy or happiness or a smile or whatever, as opposed to like vandals or graffiti or, you know, whatever negative things murals can also spark. Hopefully they feel some joy, but I, I I really like that. I can participate in that.
0: For sure. Um, I love that. I, you, I think one of your, uh, Quotes said, uh, or one of the one of the captions of the book was "Taste the Rainbow," which, uh, of course, conjures that 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 hilarious Skittles um, ad campaign. But um, yeah, that's exactly it, right? You kind of taste the rainbow, and and of course, you did this fantastic tribute to um, essential workers, right? Yeah. At Sloan Kettering and and a couple other places. Talk a little bit about that and kind of the work behind that.
1: Yeah, I mean the 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 idea of the rainbow. I mean, rainbows are, are so ubiquitous in so many, you know, so many applications and uh, the rainbow started to become this symbol during the pandemic because the kids were putting the rainbows in the windows and this uh, hashtag rainbow connection was starting to grow in popularity. And hmm. I don't know where the, the rainbow started as it relates to the pandemic, but it started to become a thing in Brooklyn. And um, people would put, I think generally it was people who had kids and the kids would would paint pictures mm-hmm. of draw pictures of rainbows put them in their windows and then it's at at uh, seven o'clock or what i think it was seven o'clock um people would come out and clap and it was like a thank you to the essential workers and um the the kids would be out like banging on pots and pans and i only knew about this actually because of my niece and you know my sister sent me little videos of my niece like clapping and, and they didn't even know, you know, she's too like she didn't know what was happening, but she did know that like, there was this energy and this thing that was happening with the rainbows and with the seven o'clock and with the essential workers. So, um, I was invited to come paint a mural on the facade of the Atlantic center terminal, uh, which is right across the street from Barclays center. Um, for those of you who don't know what, you know, what, what or where that is, it's in downtown Brooklyn and it's a very, um, traffic it's very heavy traffic location where a lot of um subway lines meet and a lot and a lot of streets meet right there too so it's a great location and i was invited to come paint a mural about um the essential workers like some some something that would pay tribute and honor the essential workforce and so at the time this rainbow thing was happening i of course use a lot of color in my work and i wanted to create a message and a design that would acknowledge the the essential workforce that would sort of send a message more than just thank you. And then I also wanted to incorporate this rainbow thing. So the mural ended up being the word hope and it's in a very rainbow driven design. And then I put a little tribute uh, on the wall as well that says thank you to the essential workforce, something to that effect. But the concept for the mural was that, you know, hope, hope can be such a powerful thing. Hope has many different meanings for different people. But right now, as 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 a group, as a culture, we are experiencing this hope together. And so we're gonna Mm -hmm. use that to move forward. And that was sort of the point of the mural. And it was great. I mean it it it's still there, it's still super colorful, and seems to have performed really well. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I get a lot of reposts on social media and all that, which is great, of course, you know. But I, I I hope that there were essential workers. I hope there were nurses. I hope there were people who are working in restaurants or, you know, grocery stores. I hope they walked by it or drove by it at some point and saw it and felt like it was for them because it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty important and needed right now. Um, Mm -hmm. and of course I will put a link to your fantastic Instagram feed there, which is a lot of, I mean, I could spend all day poking around there and enjoying that. Thanks. And, uh, yeah. Oh, talk a little bit about, um, before we go back to the book, Talk about this collaboration you did with, a, it looks like a hotel, where you designed this amazing room, right?
1: Yeah. So,
0: That's crazy.
1: Oh, it's so crazy. I mean, it, it was sort of a fluke project that that landed in my lap. And uh, um, it, there's a, a concierge service that had dreamed up this idea of customizing hotel rooms maybe collaborating with artists or something. And the idea was to drive business to the hotels, which are obviously, you know, struggling. But the idea was to drive maybe locals to go check out the hotels um, since people aren't traveling as much. Yeah. And so then we got on the phone, um, started to talk about, you know, what, what could I do? And I've done a lot of kind of mural, large-scale work in the event business. And a lot of it is basically just creating... Um, large scale work that's temporary, and so we talked about that, and and it's it evolved into this idea of taking over a hotel room, and so they the hotel was super stoked about it as well. They gave me a hotel suite. It's on the top floor of the Affinia Hotel, wow. In uh, uh, on the upper east side, and I I basically just like gutted the entire suite and painted, and there's a new carpet, and I brought in furniture and. Um, it's it's hard to describe, but it's basically just like a room filled with like neon lights, colors, and positive messages, and it's pr- I, I gotta say it's like one of my favorite things I've ever done. It's it's <laughs> it's pretty spectacular, and I'm super I'm super proud of it. But it was this ongoing like day after day after day. Oh my god! And and I just kept going at it because I I had the the I had this complete creative freedom i could just do whatever i wanted in this hotel suite and yeah. it's a great suite it has terraces and everything and it's just filled with color
0: yeah what a great canvas i bet it's booked out for months what do you think
1: <laughs> i mean i hope so <laughs> i hope that it, so it just barely opened actually last oh, okay. week and i so i'm hoping that it starts to get some traction it's had a few people stay and I, you know i would love for a big Instagram influence kind of person, like maybe a makeup person to go. And I even left a ring light in there, like so people can do all the selfies. You know, I think it'd be cool if somebody went in there and like did some photo shoots with like really bright colored makeup. And I I have these neon lights in there, which I think would be super cool, you know, as a backdrop for like a bright makeup. So I'm hoping that kind of stuff happens, but we're not quite there yet.
0: Yeah, go check that out on the Instagram. Um, I will link to that obviously, but. um, Cool. Yeah, so coming back to um, this fantastic book, "Live Life Colorfully: Ninety-Nine Ideas to Add Joy, Positivity, and Creativity to Your Life." You know, and Austin Kleon's been on this show a couple times, and and you know he he describes himself as a writer who draws, which I thought was interesting because then I thought of your work and I thought, do you consider yourself now an artist who writes? Ooh, that's a good question.
1: Um, hmm. I mean, like I said earlier, I, I'm I'm like coming to terms with the idea of calling myself author or writer, but I, I think that's a good way to put it. I like that, and I love him, by the way. I I love his books.
0: Yeah, he he's his work is fantastic, but it is kind of like you, you know, your book is similarly like one of those books that you can just pop up into any page and then grab some inspiration. And you know, it's it's very non-traditional, which is which I love. You know, and it's uh-huh. um, bite-sized wisdom, which I think. Are some of my favorite books out there.
1: Yeah. And I you know, I like that stuff too. The it's a great way to say it, bite-sized, because I think we we're in this world of immediacy. You know, everything everything is so like at our fingertips. And I don't I don't mind that at all. I think it's great. And I enjoy stuff that is quick and brief and, you know, like pithy and to the point. And so I, I tried to craft the book in a way that that one could just open to any page and walk away literally three seconds later with hopefully a little smile on their face. And and yeah. I'm glad that it's it's doing that for you. I, I think that it that's the kind of stuff that everyone is used to now. And so hopefully it works.
0: Yeah, because we're, we're living in such an attention-starved time. As you put it, it's kind of like, if you don't have an, a social media influencer, <laughs> um, <laughs> which, you know, I mean, obviously there's a difference between artists like yourself who, you know, just do such amazing and inspiring work that it's hard not to notice it right like it's it's like that credo be be so good they can't ignore you um, yes as opposed to just being a, suddenly a social media influencer who you know who knows why they're famous i don't know why half these people have 3.8 million followers and i look at their stuff and i'm like what what's inspiring about this what's uh, It's really motivating. It's a a strange world. (laughs) It's so weird. (laughs) Um, But kudos on the work. I I am uh, a big fan. And uh, I'm going to share it, of course, widely. But yeah, um, talk about kind of what's next for you because it seems like you got a lot going on. Um, You're obviously, you know, you've collaborated with a lot of brands, organizations, you're doing a lot of stuff. You got your fingers in a lot of different pies. But, um, you know, you've also done philanthropic stuff and and yeah kind of what's what's uh inspiring you motivating you um what are you what are you looking forward to in the future
1: well i i mean you 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 kind of touched on brands and and commercial work and because i come from the design business i i do a lot of commercial work and a lot of uh, most of my work does have a client attached to it or a or a cause uh, I do like working with causes and charities, and i I love when I can use what I'm doing to help other people, you know, to do something that's that's more than just pretty pictures. And so I love that stuff too. but the one the one area where I have not focused nearly as much is the world of fine art. And so what's next for me, uh, especially in the coming months, I have a solo show, which will be my first. And it's coming up in March. Um, awesome. Details to come. But I've I've been working on it for about a year, and it's it's basically I've taken this body of work that I've I've been doing these messages, and a lot of my large scale murals are very message driven. So the idea behind my fine art that I've been working on is more about um, the communication and the struggle with communication, and rather than spelling out the, the message or just painting out the message onto the side of the street or something, I've decided to sort of crop in uh, and and um, make make the messages a little bit more abstract. And so that it, it reflects this idea that maybe, especially during the past year, you know, during the pandemic, maybe communication hasn't been so easy. And we've been trying to connect and we've been reaching out and we we struggle to be to be heard and felt and seen and i think a lot of us have found ourselves in that exact state and so the the body work the body of work that i've been creating is all about this attempt to communicate and visually what that looks like is you it, the paintings are very abstract you you can't read them but they they have this quality that sort of makes you feel like they're letter forms like you don't know if it's a word or if it's a letter but it kind of looks like pieces of a word. And it, the idea is to drive you to think like, what does it say? And hmm. it doesn't say anything really. But my goal is to, is to provoke that imagination rather than just spelling it all out like I've been doing. So that's kind of where my artwork is going. And in terms of the world of fine art, it's a bit of a gamble because I I don't have tons of, I, you know, I don't have a gallery rep or anything like that. So I, I don't know exactly how this is going to be received, but it's, you know, it's a new, it's a new land for me to <laughs> go travel through. That's awesome. and it sounds really exciting
0: and a little scary, but uh, that's good, right? And the world needs more yeah. color. So I don't think uh, there would be a lack of, you know, uh, desire to, to check that out. But I definitely want to, I want to live in that room at the. Uh, oh yeah.
1: At the Afinia. Yeah. It's Afinia. called the 50 Afinia. Okay. Yeah, A-F-F. And I can, I can send you the info about that. If you <laughs> okay. Wanna. Cool. Yeah. We'll (laughs) we'll,
0: we'll link to whatever you got. Well, we will kind of wrap up with, uh, before we wrap up with your, your kind of advice to fellow, uh, scribes and artists out there, do you have some artists that have stuck with you over the years that are, that are some of your, you know, kind of your favorites or just kind of artists that you go back to, or, you know, be it, be it street art or other, um, that kind of, I don't know, just, uh, do the same thing that that you're trying to do for others?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't have, I don't have an artist or or a list of artists that have always been there. Um, I I feel like I'm changing that. That mood board changes every you know, couple months or year or whatever. But uh, I I should give a shout to Tristan Eaton, who is a graffiti artist, muralist, and, and he, I met him years ago, maybe 10 years ago, and I knew that he was out painting and doing murals and I was so fascinated by his ability to use a spray can, you know, his his craft and his technique with the spray can is so impressive to me and I later in life I picked up a spray can and started teaching myself how to use it and I feel like to this day I still feel so inspired by his abilities with the spray can. So I I want to shout him out just because I think he's so impressive with the work that he does. His work is nothing like my work. So if you see it, you won't, you won't (laughs) see any correlation other than I'm, I'm so inspired by his ability to actually create the work that he creates. Um, and then, uh, you know, I think I, I grew up on the Beatles music and I'm, Hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to call this out because I'm not necessarily inspired by Peter Max, Uh, um, Peter Max is the artist who did a lot of the work for the Beatles, and I don't really look at Peter Max's work, and I don't necessarily see it as an inspiration of mine. But people often see my work and and bring up Peter Max, and so, huh. but I've I've sort of thought this through. Like I, I listened to the Beatles so much from the age of, you know, ten or eleven on. My parents loved the Beatles, and the Beatles have always been a big part of my life. And so I I've sort of decided that subconsciously. I think there's something in the beatles and their their messages and their lyrics that have driven me and my work Mm -hmm. um so so i'm gonna cite them as a as an inspiration too
0: yes well we will wrap up here with one more shout out for this uh really really inspiring book live life colorfully 99 ideas to add joy positivity and creativity to your life a quirky illustrated mix of inspiring words tips tricks and challenges from award-winning artist designer and creative director jason Naylor. yeah let's find that silver lining i love it um yeah so do you have uh one last piece of wisdom for your kind of your fellow creators out there on just how to keep going during this uh dark time but you know again the tides are turning it seems and uh yeah what do you got for us
1: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a couple of things. I think my, my biggest message is about spreading love. Um, and I, I think that love is the answer to everything. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw that out there as one of my words of wisdom. Um, I would say love yourself and love everyone else. Um, and the other thing that I want to leave everyone with is, you know, this, this is a tough time. It's tough to feel creative. It's tough to feel like you can wake up every day and keep doing it. And we all feel it. But I would, I would say that the more that you can force yourself to do, the more you'll be able to do, the more you create, the more creative you'll feel, you know, the more that you are able to look yourself in the mirror and say, you got this, the more you actually will be able to do it. And so I think repetition is, is the, is the piece of advice. Like just keep doing it, keep going, keep powering through, keep drawing, keep writing and and things are going to work themselves out just keep at it
0: i love it perfect way to wrap up here jason thanks so much i've got you there uh your home uh page is your home base is jason of course yes. you are on instagram i will link to that at jason naylor is there anyone else you want to point uh listeners and fans
1: uh, that's it. Uh, there's a little bit about the book on my website. So I would love if people would check that out. I've made a video of the creation of a mural that matches the book cover. Oh, yeah. So go to, um, go to my, my website, jasonaylor.nyc and check that out.
0: I love that, man. Thanks so much for spreading Thank the, you. the rainbow and the color and the hope. Uh, we really appreciate your time and uh, come back again sometime.
1: I appreciate it, man. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of The Writer Files. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review to help other writers out there find us. You can always leave a comment or a question and visit the entire archives at writerfiles.fm. And you can chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week.